Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh boy, we are off. College game day will be live from where else? Athens as the top ranked balls face the number three Bulldogs. The first top three matchup between SEC East teams since the divisions were created in 92. The Vols are led by quarterback Hendon Hooker, now the favorite for the Heisman, according to Caesar Sportsbook. He opened the season at 60 to 1 odds, now sits at 1 to 1, just ahead of Ohio State's CJ Stroud. Hooker faces a Georgia defense that will be without linebacker Nolan Smith after he suffered a torn peck against Florida. Smith leads the Bulldogs with three sacks, seven tackles for loss, and 16 quarterback hurries. We have you covered with reporters on both teams, and we start in Athens with Mark Schlebaugh. And obviously, Mark, that's a big loss. The Bulldogs learning earlier this week they'd be without Smith. Uh, What's the remedy there, if you will? Well, Wendy, this Georgia defense probably isn't as good as the one last year that, that helped lead the Bulldogs to their first national championship in 41 years, but it's good. They rank number one in the SEC in scoring defense, total defense, and run defense. One thing they have struggled to do is get pressure on the quarterback, and Nolan Smith was their top pass rusher with three sacks and 16 quarterback hurries. Volunteers quarterback Kendon Hooker gets rid of the ball fast. The Volunteers play fast. Jazz Chambliss, a sophomore, and, and maybe even freshman Marvin Jones Jr. going to have to step up. Robert Beal on the other side is going to have to make some big plays if, if George is going to slow down this Tennessee offense. Uh, look, Mark, I mean, on paper, this looks to be a tremendous matchup. And, of course, there is a lot of focus on Hendon Hooker, and rightly so, given what he's done. Uh, but why should we not overlook Stetson Bennett in this game? Well, I think Stetson Bennett's been overlooked his entire career simply because He's a former walk-on, but if you look at his number against top 25 opponents the past two seasons when he took over the starting job, he's, six, he's got a 6-1 and one record, completing better than 67% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. He doesn't have the receiver core that Hendon Hooker enjoys, but he's got two pretty good tight ends in Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, two of the best in the country. Tennessee struggled to cover the tight ends, so I look, to Bennett, look for Bennett to go to those big boys early and often on Saturday. Well, Mark, if you're looking for good news, I've got some for you. You get to go to this game, right? You'll be working. If not, wow. You may need a loan to get a ticket for this one. 
I started out this week looking for five, Wendy. I'm going to be paying this off until about next July, but this is uh, probably the hottest ticket in college football in recent history. I think the only thing hotter is probably the $1.5 billion Powerball ticket. According to Vivid Seats, the get-in price for this game is $568, more than $3,200 to sit on the 50-yard line in the lower level. That Notre Dame game back in 2019 was big. I think this one's bigger because it's in November. The SEC East title's on the line. The winner's going to have a pretty good pathway to the college football playoff. But uh, it's going to be expensive if you're going to sit in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. Yeah, listen, if you can afford five tickets, I'm asking for a raise because we work for the same place. I can't do that. That's, that's some pricey tickets. Fortunately, uh, fortunately, I, I the boys came would... through for me. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, Mark, uh, we appreciate it. Certainly looks to be a pretty good one, which is why, we, as I mentioned before, we have you covered with Tennessee as well. So we head to Knoxville where we'll find Chris Lowe. And, Chris, you heard us talking about Hendon Hooker. Look, he's he's gotten a lot of accolades, may get a lot more before it's all over, but he will face – Without a doubt, his toughest test to date, the top defense in the SEC, which really you could argue is the top defense in the country. Uh, what's the take there in Knoxville? When do you talk to Hendon this week? It, it, you go, go back to week three last year when he made his first start. He's accounted for 59 touchdowns, completed almost 70% of his passes, and only thrown three interceptions. But Tennessee's got to run the football. I mean, I don't think you can expect to throw it 40, 45 times a game and beat this Georgia defense. They're so fast, they're deep, they come after you. Uh, the good news for Tennessee is they've been able to run the football. I think that's probably one of the more underestimated parts of this offense is they're averaging almost 200 yards a game, uh, and Hendon Hooker's a big part of that run game. You know, he's a guy that can get out and scramble. Uh, they, they run the quarterback draw some with him, but he is a really big part of that running game. Yeah, you know, Wendy, I look at the, uh, you know, the way Tennessee has gone about their business this year and the way they've sort of gotten better and improved. They've gained confidence all year long. I don't think this stage will be too big for them. And I'm sure you have a hard time believing this, but the mood in Knoxville, pretty festive. Uh, a few of these popping up around town, 1998, the last time the Tennessee Vols won a national <laughs> title. Uh, and, 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 and you might, hey. You might think about this. This essentially is a play-in game for the playoff. I think the winner of this game, if something crazy doesn't happen the rest of the year, is probably assured a playoff berth. Yeah, I think there's. I, I think that's likely. And I, I love that word, festive. I would say that probably aptly describes Knoxville right now. And one other thing, if you don't know how big a game this is, look no further than Chris Lowe's attire. I don't think I've seen you that dressed up, that spiffy in, like, a long time, Chris. So you got the, you're all buttoned up. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. You better put that T-shirt on. That's that's better. Uh, listen, yeah. there's no doubt, Chris. Yeah, Slayball would let me wear pants and, and shorts. <laughs> Fair 
enough. I heard. I figured. Uh, listen, guys, uh, this game, no doubt, will be a large indicator of who moves on to the playoffs. As you mentioned, Chris, perhaps even considered a playoff, a play-in game of sorts. The All-State playoff predictor gives these Bulldogs a 78% chance to reach the playoff with a win. That's pretty, pretty high. A loss would see their j- chances drop to just 40%. I'm joined now by Sam Ocho and Stanford Steve and Stan- Stanford, Stanford, uh, Steve. I-, I think there's no doubt this one uh, right now you have to characterize as strength versus strength. And you've got Hendon Hooker who will have to deal with that Georgia defense. Uh, you know, what's what's your take on how that, that, that unrolls? Well, I think, you know, he and Kirby Smart admit earlier this week, they've spent a little more time on Tennessee in the weeks prior to this, and maybe not focusing on inferior opponents like Vanderbilt and Auburn. No offense to those teams. But when I think about Georgia in this defense, I think, first of all, you got to get lined up right. As, as hectic and as fast as Tennessee plays, you got to get lined up right. It's great to see number 88 back in uniform last week against Florida. Jalen Carter back on third downs. I expect a big role from him in this game. But that's where it comes into effect. Georgia has plenty of depth on the defense, plenty of play. It might not be the best secondary, but they have plenty of playmakers in that secondary. Whether you're looking at corner, safety, nickel, star, wherever you go down the line on that defense, they have the goods. I expect more man-to-man from Kirby Smart. It's what he likes to do, and I think a little bump and run to mess up the timing and get in the way of those screen games to slow Tennessee down a little bit. They, if Hendon Hooker's out of the pocket, he's going to run it. He's not that much of, a, of an out-of-pocket thrower. So I look for Georgia to create pressure with minimal guys. And they got the talent to do do it. You know what's interesting, uh, Steve, and you certainly know Vegas better than I do, uh, is we, we saw the rankings come out earlier in the week. Tennessee now the top team in the country. But the Bulldogs are favored over the Volunteers by eight points by Caesar Sportsbook. That line makes the Vols the largest underdog as an AP number two team against the AP number one team since 2013 when Auburn was an eight-point underdog against Florida State in the national championship game. Uh, Sam, listen, it's almost like they know something we don't, which, of course, they always seem to do. Uh, are, are you buying Tennessee as an underdog in this one? I'm not buying Tennessee as an underdog, and I'm not buying the fact that they know something that we don't. I think that we know something that they might not know in that uh, what Tennessee <laughs> does really, really well is they, they get Jalen Hyatt in a position where he's not getting bumped. He's not getting pressed, right? He has 14 touchdowns on the season. Many of his touchdowns come out of this stack formation, so he's not getting pressed. But go back and watch their game last year. What did Georgia do really well against Tennessee? They were pressing the guys off the line of scrimmage. Jalen Hyatt couldn't really get off of those presses. Even when he was stacked, they were disrupting the timing. And so I don't think Tennessee should be underdogs. I think they've gotten better in their timing, in their alignments. Even Jalen Hyatt as a player this year – than they, and handed hooker this year than they were last year. And so I get it strength on strength. And I also understand that Georgia's offense statistically is really, really good. But Tennessee has been battle-tested. And I think that uh, they're going to be able to reach that, uh, that high again. It's funny you say that because who knows what will happen. We'll have to see on Saturday. I do agree, though, with Mark Slavaw that Hendon, uh, or with Chris that Hendon Hooker will be ready for this stage, that he's been battle-tested. I don't think they'll be intimidated, that's for sure. Uh, it is certainly expected to be a fantastic game, a huge matchup in the SEC. Of course, College Game Day will be there. Where else would they be? You can catch Reese and the fellas starting at 9 a.m. on Saturday, ESPN. 
Meanwhile, still to come on College Football Live, what a turnaround it has been for LSU since their week one loss against Florida State. What's been behind it? Well, we'll ask our college football insider, Pete Thamel, who joins us next. And it's not just a big showdown within the Power Five this weekend. Some huge matchups among the HBCUs as well. We'll preview those games coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview. LSU faces Alabama. They will need a big game from Jaden Daniels. He's turned the page since his early season struggles, leading the Tigers to back-to-back 45-point performances. College football insider Pete Thamel joins us now. And, Pete, there's no question that Daniels has looked like a different quarterback as of late than we saw early in the season, especially week one. What's been the difference? Well, Wendy, from talking to sources at LSU, they've complimented Jaden Daniels' decisiveness, especially in the last two games where he's gone 44 of 40, uh, I'm sorry, 44 of 60 with five touchdowns and zero interceptions. They've said his footwork has improved and they've really complimented how he's developed from the opening game. There's less one read and run and more working through his progressions. Uh, it'll be obviously a big test against the Crimson Tide. Interesting to note that this Alabama secondary only has three total interceptions on the season if Daniels can keep running through the tide it will mark another distinct uptick in his development yeah no question Pete thank you those zero interceptions certainly jumps off the page and that will help as we bring back in Sam and Steve and Sam you heard Pete and he's right Uh, a tall test in that Crimson Tide defense Uh, has Alabama's defense in your opinion turned a corner They have. They have, especially since that Tennessee game. That Tennessee game, specifically the guys on the defensive line, couldn't get any pressure on Hedden Hooker, specifically sacks. Got a couple pressures, but not as many sacks as you would like. Well, they backed that, and the DBs were kind of not great on the back end. They backed that up by some big plays by Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. So the team combined against Mississippi State for four sacks. But those two guys had ten combined for ten tackles, a sack and a half, tackles for loss. They were all over the field. And so uh, what helps is guys on the back end – the corners and the safeties playing tighter coverage, which we didn't see in Tennessee. So I think that Alabama defensively has turned the corner. I think they'll be able to play that tighter coverage on LSU, and they'll be able to bring the pressure that you hoped for a few weeks ago. I agree with you, Sam. I'm just wondering about on the road. 
We saw him go to Austin, Texas and play well defensively, went to Arkansas, played okay, and went to Knoxville and, and, and just got gutted. So when I look at this matchup, it's a little different, though, because you mentioned Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. Those guys are two game wreckers, and you factor in that they're going against two true freshman offensive tackles. I like that idea for Alabama. Look at those numbers right there. Alabama, the only two, the only team to have two guys in the top 15 in pressure rate. Will Anderson leads the country in pressures, and when they factor that into what Jaden Daniels likes to do, I expect a controlled rush. Not guys just flying upfield and giving Daniels those running lanes, but a more controlled rush, keep Daniels in the pocket, and force him to make to beat you with his accuracy, which I still haven't seen yet. I tell you what, it's not as if Will Anderson is flying under the radar. There's no, He's not, but it could be a coming out party of sorts, if you will, at least this season. Uh, it is our ESPN featured game of the week. We've got Bryce Young and Alabama squaring off against the aforementioned Jaden Daniels, number 10 LSU. It is a huge SEC West matchup. Coverage begins Saturday night at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN and the app. It is also a big week 10 in the HCBUs. And for that, we go to Tiffany Green and Jay Walker. versus Mississippi Valley State tonight. However, when you think about what is on tap and on the schedule for this weekend, Friday you have to circle and go to Prairie View A&M as they control their own destiny and the SWAC West as they host Allcorn State. It's wide open. You know, what I want to see in this game is what team from Allcorn State is going to show up. Fred McNair has a squad that was controlling their own destiny, two quality wins early, but now they're on a slide. They go into a very difficult place to play in Houston when they take on Prairie View A&M. And I think Prairie View A&M, that's the team of the SWAC West right now. Bubba McDowell's done a great job with the offense. They score points. He's a defensive-minded coach. The defense is stingy. If Prairie View can continue to win, they control their own destiny, and this would be a key step towards making it to the SWAC championship game. That game will be on our air at 6.30 over on ESPNU. Meanwhile, it's time for our weekend wake-up brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. And look, a huge game out of the MEAC because Howard sitting atop the MEAC standings. They travel to Durham to face off against North Carolina Central. Look at the boys from the Academic University, which is Howard University, controlling their own destiny in the Mideast Athletic Conference, undefeated in conference play, but a huge test of a very talented North Carolina Central squad there. But, hey, what about Florida A&M taking on Southern University? Southern must-win game right now. They're starting to lose track, and Willie Simmons has the Rattlers still on pace if they can't win the SWAC to make it to the FCS playoffs. They're trying to do it for the second year in a row. Meanwhile, Jay and I will be in Tallahassee on set Friday for our Black College Live show from the Will Packer Amphitheater. It'll go down at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. All right, Wendy, Tiffany, Jay, thank you. And, oh, week 10, we see you. What a weekend it would be if chaos reigns. And it just might. We'll tell you what we think would make for a wild weekend straight ahead. Let's take a look at one final team brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It is our vote, and the fans have spoken. 
And it is Michigan taking that final spot. 44% of the vote. The Wolverines did make the playoff last season before falling eventually to Georgia. All right, look, I, you know, it's one thing to try to sell. Like, this is week 10, and it's fantastic. I'm telling you, it is. I, I don't even have to do the hard sell, Sam. There are so many different things and scenarios that could come out of week 10. So I'm going to say it like this, all right? What, what a weekend it will be if what? If what happens? What a weekend, Wendy, it will be. Wendy's weekend wake up. What a weekend it will be if TCU <laughs> keeps on rolling. Check me out. TCU, people have say, have been disrespected. If they go out there and stop in Texas Tech, get another big win, we know there's going to be shakeups with the top teams, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU. How high will they go on Tuesday? What will the selection committee do if TCU, let's say they don't come from behind, they don't use that excuse, TCU leads and runs through the Big 12. What a weekend it will be. What a weekend it would be if Clemson went to South Bend and lost again. Listen, it is possible. Notre Dame has gone on the road and placed two offenses better than this Clemson Tiger offense. Going to Ohio State, the defense played great. Going to North Carolina and get a win. I'd be wary here if I'm Clemson, but how long can the Notre Dame defense keep them in this game against Clemson to get that offense going? And we'll see. But be careful if you're Clemson. What a weekend it would be if Kansas State keep, just essentially runs through Texas. Here's why, for a couple reasons. Number one, they're playing with the backup quarterback, Will Howard, who's been outstanding. Threw four touchdowns last game. That tied a school record. Even though Adrian Martinez, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. They may stick with Will Howard, number one. Number two, Deuce Vaughn. The Deuce has been loose. Leads the team in rushing yards, one of the tops in the Big 12 and in the nation. If Kansas State beats Texas – Selfishly, I'd be pretty sad, but also what are we going to be for K-State winning with the backup QB? What a weekend it would be, Sam, if Tulane got caught looking at that nice number 19 ranking next to their name. Listen, there's a lot to play for for Tulane here. You've built all the way up. You're in week 10, and look at the schedule you have ahead of you. Do not Go to Tulsa and ruin your season sleepwalking against the Golden Hurricane. You have everything you want going to Tulsa, UCF, SMU, at Cincinnati, possible uh, you know, New Year's Six game in line. Do not go to Tulsa and sleepwalk through that game and get, your, get yourself caught looking at your ranking. Don't say you weren't warned. How about this, fellas? What a weekend it would be, especially for Gator fans, I might say, if Florida beats Texas A&M. Why? Well, the Aggies have lost their last four. This, if you're doing the math, would make five. And the last time A&M lost five straight was 1980. Doing so again would, without a doubt, heat up Jimbo Fisher's hot seat, which might be A-OK with Gator Nation. What a weekend it would be if. What a weekend it will be. Steve, give me the odds. What are the chances we ha- we see one or multiple of these things actually taking place? Oh, I think there's more than 50% chance. We got some tricky spots for teams going on the road, Wendy. All right, fair enough. Sam Macho, I know you like the chaos, unless it's with your Texas Longhorns. So we hope uh, that's not the case for you. But what a weekend it will be. I think that is 100%. Uh, We've got too many great games. College Football Live back tomorrow at 3. Get ready for football, everybody.